this uh, retreat. Um, sometimes the retreats have a title to them. This one was, uh, I think it was called on the BCIMS website, A Retreat for our LGBTQI2S Plus Community, which is a fine enough <laughs> title. It says, it says what it says. You know, it says what it is. Um, but this morning, as I was uh, doing the walking outside, Practicing uh, this this kind of title, or this idea came to mind. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the great spring cleaning. This is this is what's happening here. You know, the great spring cleaning. That's how it appeared to me. And uh, because of, because um, the way I understand practice is that." Um, It's, it's like, um, you know, we received many, many messages, huh? lots of messages. Uh, we've been conditioned in many, many ways, many that we know, many that we don't know. And, and yeah, we received many messages, and it's a big mess in there. That's how it feels in me. You know? uh, I've internalized a bunch of things that I shouldn't have, you know, and uh, so there's a lot of confusion in my psyche. Uh, um, yeah. And the way I understand practice is that we, uh, it, as if we were starting kind of over, it's as if we were uh, putting everything outside of the house and starting from scratch, you know. Um, and I like this about practice. It's uh, it's um, it's as if we were we're. It's not as if we 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 become interested in the building blocks of reality. So we go back to the very 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 basic, and it seems like we rebuild from there. You know. So I might have an idea that I'm like this, and I should be like this, and I shouldn't be like this, and and all kinds of ideas. And what I'm invited to do is so simple, is just to, uh, the way I hear it is like, oh, let's start with a very, very basic, Pascal, with a very, very simple, we'll build on that very, very slowly. Can we just discover what it's like uh, to breathe? You know, it's very simple, the movement, rising and falling of the abdomen, or slight little uh, push in the nostril as the air comes in. Or something as simple as uh, standing and knowing we stand. Knowing that standing is happening. Or that walking is happening. Or sitting is happening. Or hearing is happening. Isn't that very kind of basic? No? So, so basic. I would tend to go towards, yeah, but the rest of my life. And what will happen? And if that had happened, then this would have happened maybe. And then I would be here, but that's not where I am. And if, you know. And all these elaboration and complexity, I'm invited to drop, to drop, and just uh, start again. Uh, and we could think of it in terms of relationships. Start again to build, rebuild, or start again to develop the relationship with uh, stuff like hearing. Let's just hear fully. Let's just stand uh, and know what can we do 
in their relationship with the standing or the lying down or the breathing or the tasting you know so it's a chance to heal all these relationships that we have through the day you know of uh, moving or being stationary or relatively still or still so all these different phenomena that makes our day or make us I think we uh, so very very humbly maybe and with a lot of simplicity we just go towards just this oh heat okay heat how can I heal the relationship with heat oh heat oh coolness how cool what's possible in the relationship with coolness which will happen again you know and and so that's how I feel this uh, that's how I understand this to be and so yeah there's a sound oh let's it's a chance here to create a new maybe relationship with sound when hearing when some of the sounds I hear I dismiss others I hate others I cling to you know and and so we we play with this with what can I do how can I hold how can I meet this sound you know can I meet it with care quiet maybe joy maybe courage patience so like this we go through the different experiences of the day uh, the different phenomena phenomena and uh, and we see how we can meet this so how can we can meet the land you know being here on the land huh? because I can be here and think about lecture and what will happen with me and this relationship and this work and all this and ah so this is this is This is how I'm relating to this land. I don't see it. I don't notice it. I don't feel it. I'm, you know. And then, in the course of this, we'll also be able to see how I'm relating to my thoughts. You know. When I tend to cling to them, be fascinated by them, or fear them, or etc. Here, I also... Great spring cleaning. Let's see what kind of relationship I can have with thoughts. You know, instead of adhering to every one of them or following them with fascination oh the next association what will it say after what will it say you know and just just to know oh there's a thought here can I just be aware that there's an imagery or, or something is said like very very simply can I hold this with care you know um, and same thing with emotions when I tend to be um, really identified with emotions, being caught by emotion very, very naturally, very natural that I would be caught by my emotions, you know, overwhelmed by them, or under their spell, or that I would, maybe some of the emotions I would want to push away, don't want to feel this, don't want to feel the shame, the confusion, the, the impatience, the, I don't want to feel these things, you know. So here, we, it's, it's not easy, But it said that it's possible, it's possible, it's not impossible to maybe create or create a new relationship, even with emotions that visit us. So an emotion comes, you know, it's there in the heart, throat, mind, you know, it does what it does, and maybe there's a way to hold it more caringly, carefully with uh, with um, 
yeah, maybe with tenderness, with compassion, or with courage, or with balance, and release some of the tendency, very natural, to actually cling, to, to get identified with emotions. It's not easy. Even more tricky, of course, than maybe heat, or cold, or sound. But that's the chance we have here. We have many days to do this. Just It looks like nothing. We're just sitting here. We could be sitting here, in here, or just there outside. We could be walking, or standing, or lying down. And we learn, how could, how could this be met? Oh, let's say there's fear here. How could this be met with... Uh, Maybe the capacity to recognize that it's here. You know, recognize how. That's the presence, the mindfulness we're developing, the capacity to recognize that something is here, took form. Oh, it's here. And to hold it, not push it away, not fall into it, but to be aware of it, to experience it consciously. It's not easy, again, but possible, possible. So I'd be sitting here, and suddenly there's a, you know, some kind of, I don't know what, some discouragement or rage or anything else that comes, oh, et voila, here we are. Big wave of emotion, big wave of emotion. Can I, is it possible to be uh, curious about this, interested to this? It's not easy. But I start with being interested in just stepping, stepping, when usually I wouldn't care less about stepping. What's that? It's so boring. Well, let's see if we can develop presence, sustain, vibrant presence with something very, very uh, simple, like stepping, stepping. And then later it will be with, oops, a little discomfort. And maybe I'll be able to say, oh, little discomfort. Can I allow it to be known as it's here anyway? Ah, can I be okay with slight discomfort? To me it has a kind of a promise of freedom in there. If I can be okay with a little discomfort, you know, I gain some freedom. Ah, I'm slightly uncomfortable and I'm able to be uncomfortable. Maybe I'm able to keep some kind of compassion, tenderness, a capacity to accompany myself in discomfort. Maybe I'll notice that I can keep, even in discomfort, some flexibility of mind, some pliability or creativity. So this is a training ground here uh, to me. I learn to be with the dif- different arisings in the body, in the mind, in the heart, and I learn how to, s- is it skillfully? Uh, caringly uh, to meet these different events that are happening here and probably will happen later when I leave the retreat. You know, it's a bunch of things that will happen standing, sitting, breathing, being confused, clarity, impatience, pleasant experience, unpleasant experiences, neutral experiences. So it'll be, our life is made of these things. Uh, and here we have the chance to learn how to be, how to be with these uh, different things. Different, uh, and uh, yeah, so heal the relationship that we have with, uh, with uh, events, 
that make us make that make what we are who we are you know and so in the course of this also heal the relationship with ourselves because we're made of these things of these moments of these impressions that visit us of these sensations so here we have this time we're not busy we don't have a lot to do on the schedule people are even cooking for us so we can afford to actually meet the things that appear inside ourselves in the heart mind in the body and in the environment we have the chance to meet and learn how to hold this maybe lightly or maybe with curiosity Maybe there's something important also to name here. Uh, uh, so the retreat, um, yeah, it has this simplicity to it. Huh? There's the silence, sit, walk, sit, walk, eat, sit, walk, sit, walk, eat, sit, walk, sit, walk, eat. And if the sit, you know, I use that term as a global term for stationary practice if sitting is not good for your body okay you can make it stand or make it lay down so it's not like uh, it's not like uh, you know when you tell people around like oh this is what I did I went to a beautiful organic farm and people cooked for me all week <laughs> like this doesn't seem like a big challenge <laughs> and uh, And you could say like, oh, we were forced to sit, but not really. Because if you don't want to sit, you can stand. And if you don't want to stand, you can lay down, or if it feels better. Even if you don't want to be, do it inside, you can do it outside. We're never going to go and get you. The only time we're going to go and get you is if we don't see you, and somebody says, ah, we haven't seen this person for a few days. It will be just out of care and you know, wanting to assist and, and be there. You know? uh, and so... There's, you know, so there's a form. It's very simple. If the form is not perfect for us, we can adjust it. Uh, and it's actually important to do it. Because there's this thing called, you might know of this, the window of tolerance. And so we come here, and uh, although I say it's not challenging, it is. In a way, it is challenging to, be what, uh, to, to do what we do. And so what we want here is to be maybe... Uh, slightly outside of our zone of comfort, if it could be described like this. So we leave home, you know, we don't know exactly, you know, what's going to happen. There's a, a bit of mystery about the retreat, especially if it's the first time. And uh, we don't know if we're going to find our sleep, you know, or, you know, be at ease. We don't know. There's, there's a bunch of things we're not too sure about. And so we're a little bit outside of our zone of comfort. And that allows for growth and learning. Uh, but we don't want to be uh, outside of our, this window of tolerance. Huh? And so, during the course of the retreat, if you get overwhelmed here and there for 20 minutes, I think it's okay. It seems to me like uh, what happens to human beings. You know? uh, and uh, and if, you, if you have a... The sense that you know you've been overwhelmed for many hours that you know such the, either the there's something that is not supportive here for you then it's important to 
you know, make an adjustment. You know, if you didn't sleep all night and you're here and it triggers all kinds of things, well, it's much better to go take a nap, uh, you know, during one of the walking or the sitting uh, or at the break time than to force yourself into something. Yet, we're not at the spa. We're not at the queer spa. <laughs> where it, we would like to align a series of very comfortable things, you know. You know, go from, uh, I don't know what, a nap, to a nap in a hammock, to <laughs> a nap in a rocking chair, to, <laughs> to a, you know, or to, uh, you know, this. To, anyway, a series of, ple- like, so here, what I like about the schedule for me, for me, uh, it's a standardized thing, so it cannot work for everyone, of course. But what I like about it for me is that it represents a little bit life, where I don't get to choose everything, you know. I don't get to exactly choose, you know. So here's like suddenly there's a walking, like I would walk maybe a little longer or shorter, but that's just now that the bell rings or later that it will ring, you know. So it's, it's a little bit like life in this way. For me, it symbolizes life. And in that, can I find some balance, some equilibrium, you know, and that's the, the kind of exploration we do. And it's not easy to do, it's not easy. So I'm, I'm joking here saying it's very easy being here, people are cooking for us, but it's challenging because we're encountering our minds, you know, and all kinds of stuff has been put in there, you know. Uh, and um, yeah, and by slowing down again, we have the chance maybe to uh, to find a new way to be. And, and one of the invitations here is to simplify things in terms of uh, of uh, the way we relate to things. So I want to just say this again. There's something in the teaching that is called, uh, I think, restraint of the sen- senses. And and I, I, I think I think of it in different words. In English, I would say, uh, restraint maybe even as an oppressive uh, tone to it, but restraint to, to restrain oneself to the senses, or maybe more like an invitation. Inviting, I understand the teaching to be an invitation to stay very, very close to um, the sense doors. Um, so, and I think Anushka talked about this uh, last evening, or this morning maybe, and um, I just want to reiterate this in my, in my words, in my own words, because it, um, it's, again, we need to hear these invitations again and again. So it's very, so for a human being, check it out, is that true for you? For a human being, uh, often the... Uh, our relationship with reality is very short. It's like, it's, uh, and then we take off in some kind of fiction. So we hear something, so there's a contact, we call this a contact between the sound and the ear. We hear something, and often for the human being, right away we take off, oh, the birds, uh, and, and we start telling us, oh, there's no bird in Vancouver, or for me in Montreal, blah, blah. And, uh, and then I'll see something, and there's a contact, there's a moment where there's a sight, and the eye, they meet together, boom, and, uh, and right away I take off. Oh, why is there a beat? I, I found a beat on the path. It's like, why is there a beat? 
wheat, are they already grown? Uh, is there, was that for the meal? Should I bring it to the <laughs> kitchen? Or maybe I'll bring it to, to Anushka to offer her beef. <laughs> 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 you know, but, oh no, that's a really bad choice of something to bring back, but it's amazing. You know, and I'm gone, I'm gone. Now it's benign what I just described, huh? but it's not, it's not always so benign. And it can start benign like this, but it ends up by me hating myself, thinking I'm going to amount to nothing and I do everything wrong, you know. <laughs> the tendencies of the mind like hook up easily on these uh, dis- dis- discursive uh, thinking. So one of the ways we're invited to practice here, and that's pre- maybe what I call the great spring clean- cleaning, is to stay very close to the, the point of contact when it would be habitual for us to elaborate to embellish, to add on a story, anticipate, project in the future, rehash. You know, we, the practice, the training, is to stay just at the point of contact with the sound, with the hearing, just there, with the breath. You know, I could take a breath and think, oh my God, I don't know how to breathe, I have to relearn how to breathe. Just here, experiencing the breath. Just here with the taste, appearing and disappearing. So that's a... And let's see what we could discover if we do this. There's a kind of a leap of faith, maybe, that is demanded of us here. Because for me, if you sit me here, here, you just say, okay, there's a half hour, Pascal, I'm going to obsess about the rest of my life. You know? And it seems like a good use because, you know, it's troubling. It's uncertain. I don't know what's coming. So I better think about it, you know, and try to see all the different ways it could turn out and prepare for all this. So this is my kind of wisdom, my kind of habitual or uh, initial kind of wisdom. And so happy that I met the teachers that I met along the way who said, Yeah, that's one way, Pascal, but maybe you could just stay there with the body, breathing, hearing. And I remember the first time I heard these instructions. I was like, wow, for sure I would never have found a path to wisdom if, you know, especially that the, the first instructions I got was to stay with my nose. I was like, how can you develop wisdom by just staying with your nose? <laughs> There's so many things to attend to, you know? So it did need, from, from me, a kind of a leap of faith to stay, just stay here at the point of contact. Or in the walking, just be with the stepping, the stepping. And great spring cleaning. What I discovered was, it, was that it was really hard, that my mind wanted to make all kinds of stories. You know, I was really invested in all kinds of things, you know. And there was this, uh, again and again, this invitation, yes, yes, and can you stay? Can you stay with the sounds? Can you stay with the sensations? Can you stay? And this, to me, was really, uh, and I'm still doing this, this training, is still, uh, n- not only uh, is it the training to develop wisdom, but... That's interesting to me, to know that very wise people, they say, not only is it the path, but it's also, once you have the great wisdom, or, you know, clarity, or the deep 
compassion, or joy, when you have access to this, the best way to live is to stay close to the point of contact. That's the best way to live, is to be there experiencing things and not adding too much to things. So I would really want to consider this, you know, this ancient wisdom uh, that has been passed down from culture to culture, generation to generation, uh, that we have the chance to explore here uh, on South Spring Island. It's amazing that we have access to this. And there is this suggestion, suggestion to, to stay very, come very close to, uh, to events, very close to experience. It's called, uh, uh, often we refer to it as phenomena. So phenomena would be defined as something happening in the present. So to experience uh, this. And so the invitations of the Buddha are uh, in a way very simple. So there's a whole field, uh, maybe that I could call now the field of materiality or physicality. So the body, the Hardness, softness, coolness, warmth, uh, uh, lightness, hardness, heaviness. Uh, do you see what I'm talking about? The, f- the physical realm? So to just experience it as it is, to just experience this, so it takes the form of a, a taste, you know, that's something physical suddenly in the, to the, through the taste bonds. And the way the Buddha presents it, uh, the, all this relationship, this training in being, in staying in contact, being interested in, in being curious about, is um, is uh, through maybe the posture. And you've heard us use these this language or these instruction. So when one is sitting, they know they're sitting. When they're standing, they know they're standing so kind of basic huh? and for us often we're sitting we don't know because you know we're somewhere else having a conversation a difficult conversation with somebody it's very natural we would and here there's this invitation maybe there's another way maybe there's another way this is the kind of initial faith the initial you know the the initial step on the path. Maybe there's another way than my habitual way to be with stuff. So, awareness of the posture, awareness of the activities of the body. When opening the door, they know they open the door. When she's uh, using the ladle, she knows she's using the ladle. When he's pouring milk, he knows he's pouring milk. You know? And so here, we're invited again to slow down a bit and really be there as we're doing the different movement that we do in this room, uh, outside, in the dining hall, in the bedroom, in the uh, bathroom, to actually be there and uh, be there to open the, whatever it's called, the thing that makes possible the water to flow. <laughs> it doesn't name in English. I'm sure tap. So easy. <laughs> so the tap being there with the tap. You know. 
So the postures of the body, the activities of the body, the breath, of course, and we've named this, you know, is another possibility of being in relationship with the physical world, with the body. The Buddha also invites us, I'm doing a little bit of a survey of the different phenomena that we're invited to experience with care, with, um, with um, high-quality awareness. So I'm putting words into this. Anushka and I are putting words into this. But it's, what's important is for us to discover what it means for us in experience. So what we do here is not conceptual, is experiential. We use a few concepts, I'm doing this now, to point to invite uh, an exploration that is uh, empirical or phenomenological so that we can feel. This is what we call vipassana, insight. It's something that is uh, to be experienced, to be experienced. And so to experience the posture, to experience uh, lucidly, consciously, the body as it's doing what it's doing. Another thing that the Buddha is inviting us to know, another kind of... uh, phenomena is uh, when something is pleasurable the invitation is to actually become aware oh, that is pleasurable let me feel this, let me experience this consciously or fully or what will it mean for you this, you know, to actually if something beautiful happens at one of the sense doors you know, to actually notice it oh this is beautiful, or feels pleasurable, this taste, or this step, or this uh, kind of attitude or mood I'm in, you know, right now, there's something soft, or there's something slightly open, or there's an absence of struggle for just a moment. Let me tune in, experience this. There's nothing else I have to do with this than just become aware, maybe... Slightly curious, oh, ah, this is what, I, what is called pleasure. It feels like this, pleasure. So not to rush over, or, and this will help the tendency that we have sometimes, not always, but sometimes when some, something is pleasurable, human beings, us, we tend to suddenly fear losing, want to keep, you know, we get a little stressed. Has this ever happened to you? (laughs) And so here, we have this chance here for many days to actually heal our relationship with what is beautiful, relax into, be nourished by, be moved, touched by, and maybe uh, let go of this tendency uh, by learning how to be, uh, letting go of that tendency to want to grasp, cling to, keep, you know? And we might see this along the way too. So good. Is there another piece of this? You know, can I? <laughs> you know? and, uh, and to just notice it. Notice this. So there's a lot to learn and to heal in our relationship with what is, uh, what is welcomed, what is wanted, what is beautiful, what feels good. What... And so here we have that chance to, to take it in, to become interested in that particular relationship. And similarly, the Buddha is inviting us to experience, become 
curious, wake up when there's something unpleasurable happening. Oh no, I just want the pleasure. So when there's something that is uncomfortable or displeasurable, and it might be in the body, it might be at the ear door, it might be in the taste bud, it might be in the heart, you know, of course, you know, to notice, maybe name it. Oh, this is unpleasant here. Oh, this is unpleasant, my love. Not easy to be here now. You know, if suddenly I don't want to be, don't want to be here, don't want to feel strong wave of uh, aversion. It's very natural in human beings. And here we can uh, not just be under the spell of this, but kind of wake up to this. Oh, ah, this is the human experience of uh, being with something difficult. And so here there's a chance for us to maybe find, because unfortunately it will happen again. We're not done with this. Until we die, there will be this situation. So here, there's a chance to actually learn how to be with what is unpleasurable. And this is a, it's a whole art, of course, and I won't be able to say everything about this. We'll, we'll come back to this. Sometimes it's to bring some curiosity. Oh, where is this felt? Where is the discomfort or the displeasure felt? Oh, yeah. It maybe contracts the chest or the belly or the throat. Just to touch in the physicality of displeasure. You know, it might just be... It might be, a, uh, it might be an unpleasant idea that crosses my mind and it might have an effect on my body. It would be natural that it would. And I might be able to locate it. Sometimes not, of course, you know. It's just a really unpleasant idea. But sometimes by coming back here, by being aware of the body sitting or walking or lying down, I might be able to tune in and feel, oh yeah. And so there's a revolution here, something amazing, very subtle, not easy, but possible in the contact, at the contact of something difficult, to infuse, invite a little curiosity, when naturally I would want to push away, you know, to actually say, how could I actually experience this just for a moment? And to me, there's something amazing, a kind of alchemy here, that might be possible, is that something unwanted, difficult, uncomfortable, you know, which would lead to maybe despair, or all kinds of things that would be very natural, there's an alchemy where it could maybe lead to tenderness, to compassion, to a kind of love, you know, to a kind of uh, care. This is worth, to me anyway, it's worth researching. I actually want to do that research. Because I think it's going to help me along, and it's going to help my relationship, you know. And the Buddha, in these terms, also invites us to be aware when something is not pleasant nor unpleasant. Because for us, often, human beings, we have trouble with pleasant things, we have trouble with unpleasant things, and we have trouble with neither pleasant nor unpleasant things. (laughs) That's a problem. (laughs) 
And so the invitation here is if something appears to be neutral, like there's not much happening here, you know, I want my phone back, I want some stimulation, I want some, some fight, you know. <laughs> like let me imagine something turning bad, you know, because there's not much happening right now and I need some stimulation. You know? So there's a whole field here of research of when something is neither pleasant nor unpleasant and I tend to zone out or get uh, agitated or doubtful, like there's nothing happening, there's nothing happening in my life, to, to see how can I heal that relationship with what is apparently neutral. How could it be nourishing, Appe- appeasing, could that be a word in English? Bring some peace, you know? or fullness, a sense of fullness in just, or contentment. There's research there. And the Buddha invites us also to become aware of any mind state that is present. Basically, he's inviting us to be aware of the mind state that is here now, in the present moment. There's always some kind of mind state, some kind of uh, maybe grumpiness is there, discouragement joy, curiosity, boredom, uh, shame, pride, uh, tenderness, benevolence, friendliness, harshness. There's always some kind of ambiance inside of us, or quality, we could talk about it in this way. Some kind of attitude. Use the word that resonates for you. you know. Some kind of a world. It can be an emotion that is there. And here, with this silence, we're invited to become aware. Oh, this is how it feels right now. This is how it feels. Sometimes there's a name we can put on it, you know. Joy, or agitation, irritation, frustration. Sometimes there's no words. But maybe we can feel, oh yeah, that mood. There's that mood right now. I wouldn't be able to describe it or name it, but maybe it's possible to feel this. And all this that I'm describing, uh, being aware of the body, the body breathing, the body in action, the body in its posture, the sensations of the body, the pleasure, the displeasure, the mind states that are there, this is what our lives are made of right now. Right now there is physicality. Right now there is some level of pleasure. Oh, I love what he's saying. Oh my God, it's so boring. <laughs> or whatever else, you know. And there is a mind state right now, you know. There is a mind state. And so, um, all these things, we're invited to b- become curious, come closer. There's a, there's a, we use sometimes the word intimacy. Come closer to the experience itself, yeah of breathing, of heat. And we don't have to go search. Huh? It just presents itself. Huh? So I'm sitting here and suddenly there's like, oh, there's a kind of heat, wet, uh, dampness in the forehead. You know? Can that be known just as it is? And then there's light. Huh? The light at this time. And heat in the kind of shoulder back area, heat, and breath. 
and maybe nothing, what seems to be nothing. And so, by encountering the phenomena like this, different phenomena, sometimes I probably should say phenomenon, and sometimes phenomena, but frankly, I've tried for years now, and uh, I'm probably going to fail until I die. So. <laughs> I'm not giving up, but I have low, very low hope. <laughs> and, uh, and so what we're slowly uh, cultivating here is a curiosity. Some curiosity. Many qualities, I think, but one of them that I want to name is curiosity towards our experience. It's a different way to be with stuff. Instead of clinging to, wanting to keep not noticing, pushing away, being curious about what is happening, being curious about what is happening. Being curious means not thinking about, it means uh, the way I want to use it now, at least, is being in contact with, being touched by. And I'd like to try maybe a way that I haven't tried to name something here of what's happening. So I'm going experimental. So, so we're bringing this kind of attention that is kind of a higher quality attention than the, our habitual attention, which is either superficial or has a lot of biases in it. You know, like, oh, I know, I know, you know, I know, you know, see soup, I know soup, you know, see, uh, you know, see sky, I know sky, I know, I know spring, I know, you know, because we know, you know. <laughs> and uh, so here we dive a little bit under the preconceived ideas about anything. So we rediscover any event or phenomenon we're invited to discover a new and it can be freeing in and of itself you know to not have an idea about everything but to let uh, things reveal themselves maybe again you know so an itch a sound hearing what is hearing discovering this and so as we do this uh, so some of the qualities of that kind of attention, or presence, or mindfulness, sati in Pali, some of the qualities of this is, uh, it's non-judgmental. That curiosity doesn't judge what is there, it's curious because it came into being. This came into being, so it's worth. The idea of the end was, it came into being, so it's worth attending to it, because it came to be. It's interesting that it came to be. Something else could have come to be. But this is what came to be in the body, in the heart, in the situation. So attending to this which came to be without judgment, with uh, curiosity, with a kind of freshness, that's the kind of discovering anew, you know, as if for the first time, there's a freshness into this. And there's also another kind of quality to this mindfulness which is staying with. So it's uh, it's. It's um, we're uh, creating a connection, contact with something, and we see if we can stay with, stay in contact. So it's not, you know, like 
oh, it's beautiful today. Oh, I love when it's beautiful. Off in my head, I hope the next days will also be beautiful. You know, you know, you contact a beautiful day and stay in contact, stay in relationship. So at some point, this develops continuity. We learn to stay from sitting to walking to eating. We keep staying in contact with the different things that appear in experience like this. And so the other day I was uh, talking with um, another colleague, colleague of us, a senior teacher, a colleague of uh, Anushka and I, and I was uh, just talking about the joy of uh, being in this role, you know, the different things that happen. And I was saying one thing that... Uh, I, I can feel also that as an effect as I'm going to say this. It's something that touches me. Is um, you know I was saying when uh, you know sometimes people say um, you know oh Pascal when you said this or you know in the retreat when Anushka said that and and they describe what they understood that uh, I said and. It's so much more than what I said. You know, there's much more wisdom. That when you said this, you know, like it opened my mind to this, and I understood this, and it, it, and uh, and it's amazing to me because I'm like, wow, I didn't have that much meaning in what I said, and I'm so lucky to be hearing somebody telling me what they heard, and it's like they took what I said and they went a lot further with it, you know. And I was saying, there's also another thing that is beautiful is sometimes people will. Uh, experience something in nature. So practicing a few days and they'll, they'll describe this. It happens in all kinds of ways. You know, they'll say, you know, how oh, just a leaf got unhooked from the tree and fell and suddenly I understood something about my life, you know, or there's this insect that came and landed there and suddenly my heart opened. You know, there's something that, and it often goes through nature, so nature or something heard uh, in the hall. There's many, or something that, uh, you know, you see maybe somebody do something and your mind will open up in, in some way. So I was telling my uh, colleague uh, and senior teacher that I'm, uh, that I'm deeply touched by this and I was, I'm curious about this process. And I said, it's as if with this kind of attention that we develop over the days, over the hours that we put into this, by starting over again, humbly starting over again, giving generous attention to what is happening again and again, at some point, it's like if uh, the mind or heart or the, is pregnant with wisdom, is about to give birth to wisdom, it's like it's charged with wisdom. And there's one thing said, or one thing seen in nature, and it offers its wisdom. And often we'll, people will think it's in the tree, it's in the leaf, you know. But somehow my view of this is it's, it's in the heart, it's right there. It wants to come out. It's just looking for an opportunity to reveal itself. And uh, my colleague said, oh, Pascal, I'm so happy to hear you say this because... There's a term, I won't say it maybe right in Pali, because I don't use it often. I think, uh, Anushka, you might know it better than me. Um, yoniso manasikara. So that is often translated by wise attention. 
wise attention. So wise, it's an attention that is wise. So when the attention is given to something, it reveals its wisdom. And, uh, and um, so this colleague was saying, and you could translate uh, one of these two words uh, instead of by uh, uh, wise attention, you, you, in, in, in this Pali word, one of these Pali words, there's the, the real word, the real translation is womb. It's the kind of womb of attention. And so, as we were doing the walking this morning or earlier today, this was the feeling of just offering with no expectation, not in an acquiring mind or judging mind, just offering attention to what is here, what happens to be here. Could be agreeable, disagreeable, neutral, it can be inside, outside, just offering attention to something happening now and doing this again and again. Suddenly it seems like we can tap into another kind of intelligence. Not the intelligence that tries to figure things out with ideas, with words, you know. But it's an intelligence that is in the quality of presence. It's a wise attention. It's a wise presence. It's a fullness of presence. So now I'm putting words into this, but that's for us to go see, what can it mean for me? What can it mean right now? A kind of fullness, generous presence. And I notice sometimes I'm practicing and my attention is not generous. So I'm with the breath, kind of, but I'm also planning a few things, you know. I don't know if it happens to you. you Kind of there, like, I have the look. Okay, I'm good in terms of look. You know? And in terms of uh, inner work, let's say I do it at 35%. (laughs) And I'm, you know, figuring out things, you know, about the return home or the rest of my life. you know. And at some point I become aware of this. You know, it becomes... It appears, it becomes known. I, I wake to, oh, okay, I'm doing this half-heartedly, or I don't know what would be the expression here. You know. And then there's a pause for me. Could I practice renunciation, abandoning, you know, as the Buddha would say it in the translation in English, letting go of all concerns for the world and turning fully to what is here to what is here, which can be, you know, unpleasant sensations mixed with kind of stillness in the space, light, and cultivating that wise attention, yoniso manasika, with a French-Canadian accent on top. So great spring cleaning, uh, meeting one uh, phenomenon, none at the time, and seeing if I can heal that relationship, that relationship, that relationship, and seeing what will happen overall. 
what will happen overall with what I call the body, what I call moi, you know, if I can heal that moment of being with this breath, this step, this emotion, this, what is possible? I'm curious about it. Okay, let's uh, just take a moment to let the words uh, dissolve here. May there be complete healing and great freedom of these queer lives, queer bodies, queer hearts. Thank you for your consideration and your practice. The meal will be served in a few seconds. Bon appétit. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.